Welcome to Murder Avenue. say again because you've been here before but I say again because I've been here before I like to be behind the microphone and I'm welcoming a brand new show into my cachet or cash as some people say known as Murder Avenue and I'm looking forward to this show a lot because I love true crime I really do it's a very fascinating subject matter and I feel like you guys really enjoy it as well and here we are I wasn't initially going to make this show, I'll be honest. I initially was going to kind of, you know, throw it out there and see what kind of response I got. And sure enough, people are interested. You guys are interested. You love your true crime. I love true crime. And here we are. Here we are making a new show. Here we are creating more ear content for all the lovely listeners out there. And I thank you guys so much. This is going to be a fun one. It's going to be different and it's going to be intriguing. Of course, I have some other true crime podcasts that I do, but I wanted a show where I could talk about all different kinds of murders, and specifically murders, something that has a beginning and an end result, and it doesn't matter of the publicity behind it or anything like that. It is specifically my own interest as well as the listeners, so you guys, and here we are. Is a fun one, man. It really took me some. It took me some time to really create the show, and and what I found out is the shows that I really put a lot of time into, you know, the the creation, the foundation, you know, the infancy levels, the stuff that I do from the very beginning. The more effort I put into it, it seems to garner the best results, and that's what I did here. I really put some time into the name, did some researching on the name. I wanted something that kind of spoke to the audience in a different way than other true crime podcasts. And I also wanted a name that wasn't going to be so limiting. By calling the show Murder Avenue, I figured, hey, you're on the road to murder and and we're in the car together, if that makes sense. We're driving down this road together. And it's going to be a fun journey for all of us, I believe. Because, I, I like I said, I thoroughly enjoy true crime. It's a very interesting thing and I like seeing all the different perspectives of true crime like the coroner reports the actual investigators the actual police force the actual criminal uh the victims as well and there's a lot of crazy cases out there man some unsettling cases that i can't help but to find myself interested in and i I learn all this stuff about it and i don't have anybody to share it with and that's what the show has to be man i wanted to create a show that also created, like, how do you say, like, a, uh, basically interactions between myself, the podcast creator and host, as well as the audience, the people that are listening, you guys. 
And this show already has social media. We're already out there on social media, specifically Twitter. And you can find us at 187 Murder Avenue. That's the handle. 187, the numbers, Murder Avenue. And we can start a conversation there, man. You guys can give me ideas. You can tell me personal cases. You can even be invited to be on the show. And I'd love that. Or even if you'd like to just send something to the show, say something to the show, you know, create a conversation outside of just Twitter, you can email the show personally at murderpod, that's murderpod at gmail.com. Anything is welcome, you guys, anything. You know, you want to send me a quick video, a quick recording, any of these things will be put on the show, and it's, you know, it's a team thing. We work together to create the best possible content. For those of you that don't actually have your own podcast already, this is a this is a good place to start, man. Get some uh, interactions. Get something out there for the world to kind of know who you are. I have several podcasts that I host with other people. A lot of my other true crime podcasts I host with somebody else. Uh, this is one of them that I host alone. I have two pod two crime two true crime podcasts that I host by myself, and this is only the second one. So it's going to be an interesting journey, man, because there's a lot of crazy crazy cases that I've actually come into contact with here recently. And I guess I should say from the jump that there is no true crime that I can honestly say has been in my life where I can say that I have personal experience with true crimes. There's been a lot of deaths in my family. Um, There's been some suicides from distant family, like close friends, not blood relatives at all. And you know, I'm not a I'm not an expert. I'm just a regular Joe who has a very in- interest, a very deep interest in true crime and serial killers and murders and and disappearances and wild deaths and just just the macabre, man, to most people. And I think that's why you're here. And I'm glad you are. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. If it wasn't for you guys, I probably wouldn't do the show. But I feel it's necessary to do this show because of how much true crime that I actually, you know, absolve. No, that's not the right word. I guess maybe it could be. Anyways, absolve? I don't know. doesn't matter. Point is, <laughs> I'm not an expert. And this is a podcast for non-experts as well. We're going to learn together. And it's going to be a fun adventure. And I don't really have a specific case today. I do just have some interesting things to talk about when it comes to the show. And I wanted to get an introduction episode out there so you guys kind of could get a base idea as what was going to be taking place and how you can participate. Twitter, Gmail, contact me, man. We can work together on this. And I'm always looking to bring in a co-host. So anybody out there that is interested in hosting a true crime show with somebody, without somebody, because putting our minds together just... The workload becomes not so heavy and is much appreciated. Team effort, right? Team effort. So let's get into this, man. I do have a case today that is It's going to be a quick one. Nothing uh, super long, but it is going to be a case nonetheless that I want to talk about. And it's something that I kind of came across recently. And uh, I have to talk about it. have to. It's a very... Uh, it's one of these uh, just strange cases, of course. They're all very strange. Anything involving a murder is always out there. It's not the the norm, and I, I would never say that it could be, but this is just, you know, it gets just stranger and stranger as we as we continue on, and it will. The deeper you get into true crime, I feel like it's only, uh, I don't know, it gets dark. 
it gets dark. You don't want to surround yourself only with this stuff, of course. I'm a huge fan of stand-up comedy as well, so I will do my best to try to make sure that the darkest parts of this show end with a little bit of brightness with uh, some comical views. And today we're going to be talking about a young lady who ended up getting murdered by her boyfriend. Her name is Valerie Reyes. Alright guys, so I did actually make a mistake because I take in so much true crime that I had mixed a couple cases together. This case doesn't actually have any finality to it yet. <clears throat> it is a very recent case. Uh, the, the victim's name was uh, Valerie Reyes. She was from New York. She went missing January 28th, 2019. So guys, this is not that long ago. She was actually found in a suitcase eight days later, and she was 14 miles away from her apartment. And oddly enough, Valerie somehow predicted her own death. Uh, she was actually a 24-year-old girl who worked at a Barnes & Nobles in Scarsdale, New York. Uh, she was... According to uh, people that knew her, she was non-confrontational. She was very family-oriented, uh, but she did suffer from anxiety and depression, as you know that that age, you know, between 21 and probably 28, they tend to have one or the other, just being an adult, getting into that adult world. Uh, she did call her mom days before, saying that someone would kill her. Her mom was really concerned. She had thought maybe someone was in the house or something or someone there, but she never really responded to that. But she did eventually text her mom saying, uh, she said, feeling better, mama, before she went to sleep. She sent a text message saying that. Uh, she did break up with her boyfriend a mere five days before the phone call to her mother where she was saying that she was worried somebody was going to kill her. So, you know, trying to put, make a connection there. But there wasn't any, and no one actually was mentioning specifically to threaten her. Like, she didn't, never said to any singular person, hey, this is who is threatening me, or hey, these are where the threats are coming from, or this is the specific threat. There was no actual evidence of that whatsoever. Like I said, the last text to her mom uh, was, feeling better, mama. Uh, the next morning after the phone call to her mom, she didn't show up for work. So she was immediately reported missing, and a Twitter friend actually said that she saw her at a train station. She saw a picture of Valerie at a train station, and a security camera actually caught her at a Chase Bank in New York at 6.30 in the morning a few days later, which is strange in itself. Why, why are you in New York? Why did you go to New York? Why was your iPhone your iPad, you know, sheets and all this other different stuff missing from your apartment. It's strange in itself. Uh, highway workers actually found her body in a residential area on a side on the side road basically, a, you know, in the wooded area. Uh, she was fully clothed. She had all of her clothes on and but she was tied up. Her hands and feet were both tied up. So is this an MO? Have they found other killers like this in the area of between New York and Connecticut, is there something that they could say, hey, this is like this, or hey, it's like that? I don't know, but it seems like there's got to be some sort of an MO in my mind, 
because the boyfriend was actually cleared. He's already been cleared of this. There's no actual suspects, no leads really. Uh, the, med the medical examiner's office actually said that they could not determine the cause of death. They could not actually determine her cause of death. But she had already said to her mom that she thought that somebody was going to kill her. And then the situation arose where now she's gone. I mean, you'd think they would have found out something. There'd be something leading somewhere. But there's not. It's bizarre. Very bizarre. I mean, is there a serial killer out there putting girls in suitcases? I don't know. It seems... When I think about somebody disposing of a body in a suitcase, it seems like a, a very theatrical, like a movie. Like it's almost not real. But she was found in a suitcase, a red suitcase by highway workers. Like what a shitty day. I mean, for the for the workers even. Like to find this body just out there doing your, your regular job that you probably hate. And then you find a body and that's all different. I guess a guy was actually caught uh, taking pictures of the body taking pictures of uh, poor Valerie in the suitcase and was immediately put on a non-paid leave or something like that. Some situation happened where a guy was taking photographs over. Like, what are you going to do, dude? What, you know, Upload them to Instagram or some shit? Like, that's fucking weird. What are you going to do with those photos, you creep? Like I said, there's no leads, no suspects. Uh, retired NYPD commander believed that it all happened somewhere else. She was killed somewhere else, and then the body was brought there. But it seems so strange that she was, she went from New York to Connecticut, somehow ended up in Connecticut. So that's a huge amount of space where a lot of people live. So that means that the perpetrator, the, the bad guy here could be anyone. Whoever did this could be anyone out there. Like I said, uh, they don't have any idea where this actually took place and, um, Multiple items were taken from her house that maybe she wasn't alone is the theory. Maybe she wasn't alone even when she was caught on the security camera at the Chase Bank withdrawing money. Maybe she wasn't alone because there's multiple cases like this where women end up disappearing and for some reason their, their last moments are kind of seen withdrawing money. I mean it's a consistent thing that I've kind of noticed within the true crime investigating that I've done on my own personal time without any background or skill. It's just my interest in it. And I've seen a lot of this where these cases where the girl, some woman between, you know, 22 and 28 ends up going missing. And one of the last times that they're ever seen is either a train station or a bank ATM. So is there somebody with them that's saying, hey, take out as much as you can? And then they're ultimately getting murdered or shipped away. I mean, obviously in Valerie's case, she was murdered and found in a suitcase. So is that somebody who's resisting? Or I don't know. I don't really know what the trend is here other than they're definitely withdrawing money before they're eventually found or never found again. So there has to be something to that. Alright guys, to add finality to this episode, because I had to do some actual deep diving here to find this out, and it wasn't too hard, because I didn't realize that this case was so recent, I didn't realize that it was January 2019, that's crazy, 
and she was found February 5th, but what I have found is there was a man actually arrested, and he is still currently being held, and his name is Javier Da Silva, and he is uh, 24 years old as well, and basically he's claiming that him and Valerie were having sex. They had dated about a year ago, and they were having sex wherever in her apartment recently before this happened, and she fell hit her head somehow, and he decided, hey, I'm just going to stuff her into a suitcase and then dispose of her somewhere. He was pretty much caught because he had used her debit card, and he definitely looks like a creep. He looks like a guy, like, I don't understand how this happens because, like I said, there's a common trait within this as well where sometimes they try to blame sex, you know, bondage sex or aggressive sex as a result in somebody dying but then they just say hey this person died on accident but let's go throw their body somewhere let's stuff them in a suitcase and throw their body somewhere and try to tell nobody ever that that's just weird in itself if somebody dies accidentally report that shit man report that shit yeah you're gonna catch some heat somebody died but you're not going to get in as much trouble as you are by saying, hey, let's get rid of the body. That's just absurd. So Javier Da Silva is actually the one who murdered Valerie Reyes, put her in the suitcase. I don't know how he murdered her, but she, she was, her hands and feet were bound in the suitcase. How do, where's, the, where's the head wound? Am I right? I mean, that's the one thing that they'd be looking for first. If she hurt herself, she hurt her head, where's this head wound? We need to see that. She was bound with tape and string. It's not... It, that looks worse than we were having sex and she hurt herself. I mean, if that's the case, like I said, tell somebody. You don't stuff them into a suitcase and dispose of the body. That's ridiculous. But we have closure, guys. We have closure to the first ever Murder Avenue episode. And I'm glad that we do. I'm sorry that I kind of strung you along there, but I'm, I'm glad in a lot of ways because who knows? If you knew about the case, then you knew that there was an ending. If you didn't know, then you learned in time just as I did. Fun episode. Very interesting stuff, man. True crime is abundant, and it's kind of sad. When is it going to end? When are we going to be able to stop talking about it because there is a lack of crimes? I don't know. I feel like we did it. I feel like it's been done. I feel like we got the first episode under our belts. Thank you for joining me. As always, I am Patrick Michael. And this is uh, Murder Avenue, man. What a fun ride. What an interesting ride. What a dark ride. I will say that for sure. Uh, not something that uh, we can we can get away from, as I priorly mentioned. It seems so strange. The popularity of true crime is growing which which is really strange because it just it says something it's got to be saying something the popularity in true crime stories is huge but then again true crime is historical it's forever violence has been happening for as long as we can remember right i mean it's not new to us guys we know that but as i said man at the top of the show this is just an introduction new episodes will be more and better research, better recorded, but I wanted to get something out there for you guys so you could uh, know what the fuck was going on here. 
Well, thanks for joining me. It's been a blast. Uh, like I said, we have social media, man. Get over there to Twitter and follow the show at 187-MURDER-AV. That's A-V-E. 187-MURDER-AV. And uh, stay in contact, man. Stay in touch. Stay up to date. It's an amazing thing. It's a beautiful thing. If you want to donate to the show, hit me up at patreon.com slash host. Taking any kind of donations, man. You guys are fantastic, and helping the shows grow is uh, is amazing, and it's all on your part. I just sit here and do this, which is uh, pretty easy. It seems easier than uh, what, what I'm asking of you. But if you lovely few would like to do that, man, patreon.com slash shamelessthehost. And uh, it's all lovely, man. Anything counts. Anything helps. Anything works. And it just helps you get better and grow. And keep bringing amazing ear, can- ear candy to you guys, right? I, I don't even know what I was going to say. Ear cunt? I don't know. Bringing ear cunt to you guys? What the fuck was going to... I don't know. <laughs> How weird. It's late, alright? It is late. It is dark. But yeah, man. Follow me. Follow the show. Stay up to date. Email me at murderpod at gmail.com. And uh, all things, uh, all good things. All good things. Good night.